Hey friends, we are back with another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. And today we have a conversation about life stages, um, the changes that happen um, within and the changes that happen without. And just the permission that we get to give ourselves when we find ourselves potentially not knowing ourselves. Um, today's guest, I love her mission and even her Instagram handle. Um, it's called Midlife Sassy. And so we sat down with Michelle and we talked about what life looks like when you reach that stage that you may not have uh, prepared for either because others didn't tell you what was coming or you didn't even know to prep for it. Um, So as always, I hope that this episode um, sheds light on a space where maybe shadows have been lurking um, or maybe even preps you for years that are yet to come. And as always, I hope that this will help you to adjust your focus until the next time. Be blessed and enjoy. All right, friends, you are back for another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. And with every episode, it is always our prayer um, that anything that we talk about, any guests that we bring on the show, that it helps you to adjust your focus. Um, And like we've said, that adjust your focus is never us shaking our finger at you, um, telling you that you need to get it together. It is an invitation to reconsider what you're considering, to think about what you're thinking about, um, to see what has your attention and your focus and see what God has to say and to see if your focus, our focus lines up with what he says or if it's maybe slightly off, because even just two degrees off can send us on a course that he had not planned for us. Um, So today's episode is no different. It is one of those episodes that is going to help you potentially throw some things off your shoulders to clear up the foggy thoughts, um, to maybe look in the mirror and see something different after you've heard these words. Um, I get the honor of having another guest on the show with us today. And y'all, like, I really wanted to say that I stumbled on her Instagram feed, but that's not even possible because I know that God has planned things. Um, What seems coincidence, he already knew what was happening. And I have prayed about who to bring on this show. And when I came across this woman, I knew without a doubt that she needed to be here. Part of it was selfish because I needed it for me, but I truly believe that if I needed it, somebody else needed it. So y'all, today our guest is Michelle. She is on Instagram at Midlife Sassy, and that name in itself was like the part of me that really wants to come out that I think at some point she was there, but somewhere she like hid behind like sweatpants (laughs) and... I don't know. Like I look at my closet, I'm like, where'd she go? Um, But when I came across her feed and just the permissions that she's giving women and the way she is embracing life and her joy and the sassy that shows up even, um, I knew that I had to have a conversation with her. 
Um, so today we're just, we're going to dive in. And as always, these episodes, I want you to feel as though we were sitting having coffee. You happened to be a few tables over and you heard a conversation that you knew you wanted to be a part of, but you really weren't sure how to be a part of the conversation. So this is us bringing that conversation to you. So Michelle, introduce yourself, tell us what you do, tell us where you are, tell us whatever's on your heart today. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here. My name is Michelle Lazard Merritt and um, I live here in Atlanta. I am an empty nester. We are a blended family of four children and all of our children are adults. The oldest is 27 and the youngest is 22. We have two grandbabies, which is fantastic, and they're still in New York. And I have to say, we got to Atlanta by way of New Jersey so um, and New York. My husband's from New York. I'm from New Jersey. And um, we've been here for almost five years. So this has been an interesting transition, I have to say. And be honest with you, falling into this um, empty nester role was a bit challenging for me at first. Um, only because I was that go-to mom that was at every sporting event. My son played football. My daughter played volleyball. Um, and so we were always on the go, always on the go, moving. And then when we came here, everything stopped. And um, my oldest, my youngest daughter went to um, LSU. And again, the other three were out of college. They were in two in New York, one in New York, two in Chicago. So here we are all of a sudden, life changes. And I'm just like, what do I do? Um, what do I do with my time? Who am I? Um, what do I like? What do I enjoy? What is my purpose? Was even huge. And so for a few months, actually almost a year or so, I, I, I did struggle for a moment because it was hard to slow down. Um, professionally, I'm a meeting planner. Um, and I work at a college, university here in town. And so I was busy interacting with my clients, but I still didn't have enough. There wasn't enough going on in my life. I didn't know what else I wanted to do to satisfy my soul, my spirit. And so finally, one of my coworkers, who was a blogger, said, why don't you just blog about it? Why don't you just talk about it? And so, of course, I didn't know anything about a blog. Um, <laughs> What do, what do I do? So I started Midlife Sassy. Um, Midlife Sassy is a blog for middle-aged women, and it is to empower, to um, affirm, um, to educate, to to share stories about menopause, um, skincare, fitness, wellness, and and it's really just. It's, it's, a, it's a platform, it's a movement to bring women together just to share and to know that, you know what, we're in this next stage of our lives, but it, it's a good thing. We're on a nice journey, a great journey, and I'm excited about it. I'm so excited about what, what, what has happened so far with Midlife um, Sassy and, and where it's going. Yeah. So everything that you just said, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I know why God made me find her because... So we're empty nesters this year. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks to COVID, they the last two are still at home, um, but it's been fun. But our oldest is 27. And oh, wow. I'm not a grandmother yet. And I just keep looking at him like, 
how long are y'all going to be in a relationship? Are you, is, are you hinting towards marriage yet? And he's like, mommy, please. Um, so I'm, I'm right there with you. And I found myself just like leading up to this year, because my baby just graduated high school. So she's a freshman in college. Leading up to this year, I was kind of like emotionally readying myself for that stage change. But I had no clue that there were all these other emotional swings and physical changes that were coming mm -hmm. that I just kept saying, like, I'm, that's not possible. I'm too young. Like, what? What is this? And a friend of mine was like, hmm, sounds like perimenopause to me. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? But like, <laughs> as I've been like poking around through your um, Instagram feed and on your website and I'm looking, I'm like, this, this is who I am now. This is exactly mm -hmm. who I am. And again, like I said, I knew that if I needed, if I needed to shed some light on some of the things and the changes that I was seeing in my heart, in my spirit, in my purposefulness, like not just knowing my purpose, but even within your purpose, like, does it matter of what you're doing? You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it, I literally was like, <laughs> looking through my Rolodex of friends of asking like how many other people are experiencing these things I can't be the only one right mm -hmm. um so I would love for us to just kind of dive into some of those different areas and I will throw out a caveat I or the disclaimer I am not an expert I might be a trainer and a fitness instructor and nutrition coach and all that but like I'm not getting ready to prescribe anyone any solution mm -hmm. to anything <laughs> we'll just lay that out there but I will say that I wholeheartedly believe that until we like hear stories from each other it's almost impossible to educate ourselves on then going and doing the research to find mm -hmm. out like what do we need to be well, what do we need to make sure that like our home, our hormones aren't out of whack to make sure that mm -hmm. simple things like realizing that our mood swings aren't because something's wrong with us. It's because there's a change that's happening within us. But then mm -hmm. from a holistic position of like, even just, you said, um, just trying to figure out like, what am I doing with myself? What comes next, you know? Um, and my daughter even teased me in the middle of COVID and I was saying something to her about um, how to deal with like not graduating high school and having her freshman year of college online. And she looked at me and she was like, do you need help or are you trying to find help for me? And I was like, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> little girl, um, but it was, it was, there were so many changes that again, like going through my closet, trying to figure out like is that age appropriate what am i wearing and anyway so um let's let's start with um just the thought of helping us understand like how did you grab a hold of what comes next now that you've realized okay i'm in this new stage of life how do i step out you mentioned about going into to blogging what were some of the other things that you considered um, to try to figure out, like, who am I now? Well, first of all, just with menopause and perimenopause, your, your, your hormones are all over the place. Um, 
and 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 again, you don't you don't know what to think. You don't know what to do. Um, you know, aside from blogging, I I was trying to get into fitness and and just taking care of my body. I've done journaling. You name it. I've done different things because I didn't know what I needed to kind of get my mind right. Mm-hmm. I you know I went through the whole foggy brain thing. I mean, it was to a point where I'm like and. Am I getting sick? Do I have dementia? Like, you don't know because it's a change and it's so sudden. And then all of a sudden, um, once I started to kind of relax and then kind of accept where I am, and I said, listen, your kids are grown and they are okay. Everybody's okay. No one's calling you and checking on you every single day. And that's okay. You don't need to call on them and check on them every single day because they're fine. Once I was able to really accept that and then say, hey, you know what? Okay, I got some free time. That means I can really get in tune with what is important to me. I can get in tune with my marriage. I can get in tune with my profession. I can do go back to college and get a graduate degree if I want. I could do whatever I want to do. Once I really accepted that that was where I was, it was almost like a eureka moment and everything kind of just cleared up for me. I wasn't quite sure where I was going to go or what I was going to do, but knowing that I kind of gave myself permission to just say, hey, you're a mom and you're a great mom, but you're also Michelle. And then you're a wife and your daughter, and your friend, and your sister. There's so many other roles that you embody. Focus on those things. You know, don't forget about parenting because that's always important. But again, you know, your children, you raise them. I've always said to them, make good decisions. They And they always have made good decisions. And I, now I had to kind of sit and trust that I did a great job and give myself permission, again, to just love on Michelle, and, and, and find the things that brought me real joy. Yeah. And again, it's not easy, but it's something that I was able to finally accomplish. Yeah. So let's talk about that of just finding Michelle. Like as you were talking, I was just kind of making a couple of notes. <clears throat> and you mentioned like getting in tune with the different hats that we wear of like mm-hmm. with Michelle, the wife, Michelle, the friend, Michelle, the woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What were some of the practical things that you did to get in tune with just yourself? Because I think a lot of women, especially moms, um, we tend to see taking care of ourselves as selfish, or we swing the far end of the pendulum and say, um, I don't know, like self-care gets a bad rap of like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like, I could never. And, and there's an, an assumption that self-care is only manicures, pedicures, facials, massage. Right. <laughs> right. And, and we've like made, we've put it in this like little tiny box that it is one thing. Mm-hmm. And if you do the one thing, you mm-hmm. don't care about the other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so let's mm-hmm. put a stake in the ground right there and let's talk about that. What were some mm-hmm. of the practical um, tuning into who you need, who you are and what your needs were? Um, mm-hmm. and, and what does that look like now, even in the midst mm-hmm. of like a world that's kind of weird and strange? <laughs> mm-hmm. The first thing I started to do was to journal. 
I needed to write down what I was experiencing. Um, putting pen to paper, you know, I started going to therapy and my therapist was like, put pen to paper, write down everything you're feeling. Try to connect those thoughts with those feelings and then really sit and just kind of meditate and, and, and honestly pray. Just what am I experiencing? Why do I feel this way? Um, what do I enjoy doing? And journaling just kind of opened up my mind to understanding and to your point of believing that I needed to take the time to care for me, self-care. And then I had to define what does self-care look like for me? And that was, again, the journaling, getting a good night's rest. I was so used to just running ragged that I didn't even know how to slow down. My husband would say to me, Mish, slow down, just relax, be in the moment. I struggled with just, you know, being able to sit and have a conversation with him sometimes because my mind was continuously racing. But once I was able to stop and slow down and just really appreciate time, we, you know, the time that I had, and then I, that's when things started to change. That's when things started to click. Um, the self-care was, as I said, sleeping, journaling, um, exercising. I, I'm, I'm very competitive when I didn't realize how competitive I was until after the kids left. Um, but I'm very competitive. So, you know, I see someone, I'm like, oh, I can do that. You know, if I'm out running, oh, I can run faster. You know, and that's just my craziness. But it, it's something that actually works for me because it keeps me motivated to keep going, to keep trying. Like, I don't want to just sit. I've always said, I don't want to just sit and, you know, watch TV and, and, and just do nothing. That's just not me. That's not who I am. I need to keep moving. And, and, and as I'm moving, I'm growing. And as I'm meeting people, it, it just, it, it sparks the creativity that's within me. So just doing those things has been very important. I must say to you though, that I'm definitely an introvert. Um, so even getting out of that has been challenging for me. I mean, just a quick story, when the kids would have back-to-school night or things at the school, I'd always be the parent over on the side, by themselves, just quiet, you know, hey, how you doing? Not interacting, and my kids would say, Mom, really, did you talk to anybody tonight? I'm like, yeah, I talked to, like, one of your teachers. I was and I was totally okay with that, completely okay with that. So even just putting myself in a position to interact with people to um, make friends, to socialize um, has been very important and part of my midlife journey because, again, I didn't have my kids to lean on. I didn't have my kids as my crutch. I didn't have that. I no longer had that responsibility. It was my time to shine. Yeah. No, that's good because, like, and I just speak from example of just having a schedule that was so regimented to whatever the kids' activities are or were um, to then now not have that schedule. And you're like, wait a second, what do I do with this block of time? Like I even had a, an eye opener the other day, I was trying to just get a grasp on like my eating habits and just like my routine of the day. And I was trying to figure out why by lunchtime I'm starving as if mm -hmm. I had not even touched an ounce of food. And it finally clicked I was in this rhythm of like, you know, we were out the door by 7 a.m. to get mm -hmm. everybody to school and to work, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that's been the case for the last 27 years, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I was drinking a smoothie on the ride to drop the kids off to school. And then, you know, that's seven o'clock in the morning and I get home and I start my day, whether I'm teaching classes or whatever. But if my first class was at 9 a.m., then I was eating something by 10 o'clock. Right. So I was on this rhythm of like every three hours, whereas now I might not leave the house till like one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Mind you, I've been up since 545, six o'clock, maybe 630 at the latest and I've mm-hmm. already taught a class. I've already, you know, gotten the day started, but my body was like, what is happening? What, you're like, mm-hmm. you're just, your clock is completely off. And that's just mm-hmm. the physical effects of that change, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Let alone like the emotional sides of like, you were talking of just getting comfortable being uncomfortable of like, you have experienced a big change. You're gonna have mm-hmm. to fall in line with who you are now, or you'll fall apart, you know, um, just from the health perspective of that. Um, but I love what you said about, um, the journaling of believing that you deserved this time of like, here you are now in this new stage of life and whether it's the grabbing a hold to those emotions and the feelings and putting words to them and recognizing that they're valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like the power I literally, I was listening to a podcast the other day and I went, went ahead and ordered the book. And I know my husband was like, what, why are you ordering another book? <laughs> but the book was called <laughs> The Power of Writing Things Down. And mm-hmm. the neurological thing that happens when you do write things down. So I love to hear that your therapist suggested that you write these things down because mm-hmm. when we don't get them on paper. It mm-hmm. just stays stuck in our brain. Mm-hmm. right and we mm-hmm. could we could talk with people but like I was what what she was mentioning that came from the book was when we write it down the thing that happens in our brain is we see our own penmanship and it becomes a part of our identity because it mm-hmm. came from us versus mm-hmm. seeing it in printed form or even hearing it come out of us sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even know our own voices you know yeah mm-hmm. um there was something else you mentioned about. And if I could just say also writing it down for me, sometimes, especially going through menopause, your mind, you know, again, it's hormones, but you're not always thinking as clearly as you'd like to be. And so for me, writing it down gives me an opportunity to see it. And then I can say, okay, is this really true? Is this something that I imagined? Is this, you know, how, how true is this for me? And so I was able to then sit and say, okay, Michelle, now you know that's not true. Um, and then that's actually something that um, my husband journals also, and he, he does that quite often. But it's important to be able to really just take the time and understand because our emotions can play tricks on us and they can lie to us in, in essence, you know. And so to be able to really get an opportunity to to understand and distinguish what is true and what isn't true and then and then you're able to kind of walk away and say okay that was nothing you know Michelle you made a big deal out of nothing or or validate what actually could be true so the journaling definitely has been very very important yeah no that's solid because it just um I don't know like to your point our emotions have a way of 
taking us through these conversations that are one-sided and like (laughs) I said and then they're probably going to say and then I'm going to say and then I'll say and then when they say that here's what I'm exactly (laughs) right you have a whole conversation in your mind Right. You had the whole scenario played out like it was on the big mm-hmm. screen and you've mm-hmm. worked yourself up and you're sweating and your blood pressure's up and they yeah. haven't even, they have no clue what you're thinking. <laughs> right? Zero. Zero. It's a spiral of, out of it, oh man. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. Thank you. I love that you mm-hmm. mentioned that. Um, the other thing that I think that that allows us to do is to pause and and really see what is our life right now when we whether we have like written out the emotional side of what we're dealing with or or working through or writing down like a gratitude list of what am I grateful Mm. for of where Mm -hmm. you get to see like this is my life and that's not to say write out the gratitude list because what do you have to be complaining about if you see if somebody if I had your life like not that right Uh like writing Uh I was I was doing a meditation workshop on like understanding what meditation is and he said um meditation and mindfulness is being aware without judgment Mm. like really like you said you know being in the moment to pause and and literally say this is what it is without Mm -hmm. judgment just an acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of here's what it is and then being able to like you said ask yourself what is true for me like this Mm -hmm. is the moment this is how i feel about the moment Mm -hmm. but what's my takeaway from it you know what i mean like because Mm -hmm. i think it gives us a new perspective of even just I don't know, like recognizing, okay, this is me at 46. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Mm-hmm. What is true for me at 46? Mm-hmm. And the truth of writing that down without judgment could bring clarity to it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was I was talking to someone yesterday and she's and I was I'm prepping to do a a presentation and she's like are you ready and I was like you're like the fifth person that asked me if I'm ready and so I finally had to step back and ask God like am I ready (laughs) because (laughs) asking me if I'm ready now I'm wondering like am I even ready right Um, but I felt like it was this really cool nudge from God where he said um I've been readying you your whole life like not for this particular thing but like everything you've been through, every stage that you face, every trial, every difficulty, every mountaintop, every valley, it's all been preparation for now. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. as ready as you'll allow yourself to be in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Like if you keep telling yourself that you're not ready, then you, there's the potential of falling apart because none of us were ready for 2020. Nope. None of us. Nope. Mm-mm. And yet here we are almost a year later and we made it. <laughs> we made it. And we made the adjustment. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, come back to that in a second. But like, just the reality of like, if you had told us in 2012, 15, even 2019, here's what's coming. You mm-hmm. ready? 
we'd have been like, no, I'm not signing mm-hmm. up for that. <laughs> like, no. Exactly. Yeah. Well, none of us would have thought that we would have been able to survive it. I mean, just the idea of being in your house really 24-7 because when COVID first came, we were all afraid to even leave the house. Right. Um, I mean, to go, we would go grocery shopping in the middle of the night, like around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, just to not be around a lot of people. I mean, I never did that before. Right. So had we known, we would have all panicked and, and said we can't do it. But, you know, praise God that we're resilient. And, and he already knows what is going to happen. And he already knows that, we, you know, we are equipped and can, can do it and, and far exceed anything that we ever imagined. Right. But, yeah, it, 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 it would have been challenging for us to really stop and think about COVID or 2020 in any year prior to that. Because I don't think I would have said what. I don't know how I would have been able to. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, which brings me to to just like a, I want it to be lighthearted, but it could it could feel like, whew, goodness, that's a whole other episode. But knowing what you know now of who you are, what would you have, what advice would you have given to your 20-year-old self? Knowing what you know now. Ooh, I would have said to myself, just go for it. Do not allow fear to hold you back. Um, to to I would have just continued to affirm myself um, and, and say that I'm strong, I'm creative. I really would have focused on, you know, you're going to be a businesswoman. Just really teach, telling myself those positive affirmations, I most definitely. Because when you're 20, you think you're invincible. But you, I didn't, I know at 20, I didn't know how to talk to myself and affirm myself. I mean, you get affirmations from other people, but it's important for you to have that from within. It, it, I think it carries you into your, your future, you know, your, your, your adult life, just having that knowledge that, um, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We all know those scriptures, but at 20, we don't stand on them. At 20, we don't walk in them. Most people don't. I can't say all. And I know that I didn't. And so just being able to really just say, Michelle, go for it. Do not let anything stop you. You are intelligent. You are bright. You are creative. You are strong. I would have, had I done that, and that's something I tell my daughter now. Um, it's funny when you know, we're on the other side of it as a parent and we try to do the things that we feel that we didn't necessarily do for ourselves or that weren't done for us. I'm, you know, constantly trying to do those things. Um, But I most certainly would have just been affirming myself in a totally different way. And I believe, I mean, I wouldn't change anything because I love my life. I love my children, my family. Um, But it it would have been a different, it would have been different. Definitely. So how does that now <clears throat> play into who you are now and who you are allowing yourself to be 20 years from now? How does that, how do those affirming words of, of what you know, I really would have made sure she knew that. Now that she knows that, mm-hmm. how does that play? Because I trust that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I trust that that's kind of the foundation of agelessness. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You, like when I see the word ageless, I really think of like timeless where mm-hmm. like you have defined, not from a, oh my gosh, I would have never guessed you're that age, but like you've defied mm-hmm. 
how do I explain it? Like my perspective on ageless is you've kind of broken the mold of the expectation of what age is supposed to be, of what, yeah. what the norms are, right? Quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Of yeah. like, I don't care what box you expect me to be in. Mm-hmm. Here's who I'm going to be. Like mm-hmm. that's my perspective on ageless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with all that in regard, like how do those affirming words and foundational things play into who you are allowing yourself to become, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now? Mm-hmm. I would say that I am definitely more confident and comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. Um being able to know that it's okay to make a mistake, but more importantly, just do it, make the mistake, you know, take the time, you know, use this opportunity, take advantage of where you are. Um, Ageless is, yes, to your point, not putting myself in a box, but knowing that I can do anything. My age doesn't define me. Um, I can start a business. I can go back to school. I can, you know, move to a new I can travel the world. Um, you know, Ageless just says it's a movement for women, for men, for anyone, really. Just just don't let your age stop who you are. Don't let it define you. Think outside of the box. Think that, you know, what, go back to when you were a little girl. What were those things, those dreams that you had as a youngster that you just put to the side? Take the time now to to be able to discover and 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 go for it. Just find a way to go for it. I've talked to women a lot um, and a lot of women are stuck right now because they don't know what to do. And I can totally, totally relate to that. And I just encourage them and say, listen, now's the time. We don't know how much time we have. This is the opportunity. You are, you are an empty nester. You are in the middle of your life. If you want to change your career, do it. Why not? What's holding you back? What's stopping you? And most times it's just ourselves. It's, we're not secure. You know, we're not confident. We, you know, we just don't believe in ourselves. So it's really just changing the mindset that we have and just understanding that, hey, why not me? Why not me? Right. I love when you said that you threw your shoulders back like, I dare you to tell me that I can't. <laughs> yeah. Why not me? And I, I think I think why not me is, is just important as ageless. Why not me? You know, yeah. I'm 51 years old. I'll be 52 in June and I don't feel 52. I've got so much energy. Um, I like to get out and dance and have fun and, you know, spend time with my husband and my kids and play games. I want to do all those things. Um, and so I do realize, though, in order to be ageless, there is some responsibility that I have to take. I have to take care of my body. I got to take care of my mind. Um, and, and so I have to watch what I eat. And it, it's important. So ageless is, yes, you can do, it, do as much as you want, when you want, but you also have a responsibility to make sure that you can do those things. And that's changing your mindset, as I said, eating a healthy diet, you know, using, using going to the gym or, or finding ways to work out at home. I mean, there's so many options available to us, but we just have to make sure that we take care of ourselves. Yeah. On that same note, what would a typical day, because first of all, like you do not look 52. And I think that that comes from a, 
we've gotten this demented version of what 52 looks like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from, but we've, we've believed that 52 is supposed to be something. Um, and I'm just going to say like, there's the old adage that black don't crack. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. You just don't. You know what I mean? Right. But it is right. what it is. Like I watch one of my sisters. Um, my sister's 55. Mm-hmm. I have a sister that's 56 and a sister that's 55 years old. And my sister that's 55 years old, completely gray. She mm-hmm. looks like silver fox. Oh, I- Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's got this head full of like juicy curls, mm-hmm. and like she. I mean, I watch her, and I'm like, how? How did you like what? And she's got seven kids and doesn't look like it. And I'm watching, wow. her like, can I? Like, I know I have the same genes, so I'm just praying that it just kind of keeps going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I found some extra grays in 2020, so I'm like, I'm just gonna let it happen. I'm not going to change my hair color. I'm going to see what happens. Um, but I watch her and she's like, I remember when she was like probably my age and she was not married. She had been in a long-term relationship and just decided like, he's not going to like be serious about it. I'm not going to marry him. And, and that just be the thing that we did, you know? And so Mm -hmm. she's been a single mom for I don't know how many years but she I remember once she said I might just get married because I don't have nothing else to do I was like that's not why you get married (laughs) you know and she (laughs) joked about it and she said maybe she said I know life has been hard for me and I won't put you know I won't put a band-aid on being a single mother and pretend like it was like this joyous thing it was the best thing I could have ever done and she said but watching my children and being there for my children I think that has helped me age well mm-hmm. and it's so wild to just hear her say that and like for every reason she could be wearing life and mm-hmm. she, she could look much older than she is and I see mm-hmm. women that are like my age and when they say their age I'm like oh like yeah hard mm-hmm. and that like that's the thing that I I want to embrace, um, I want to embrace the life stage that I'm in. I want to, like you said earlier, like be fully alive and not just there and mm-hmm. to recognize you, you kind of touched on it barely, but you said like to get in tune with your marriage in this season, like that's where I'm like, okay, as an empty nester, like we could like re-honeymoon, mm-hmm. totally just redo this and and we started our family really early like my oldest is 27 i'm 46 so I'm okay thinking, like mm-hmm. we get mm-hmm. to redo this thing <laughs> you know like for real you know um but it just i love that you were you've taken this from a like a whole person perspective mm-hmm. of not just it's my career or it's all about my physical self but it is like the totality of who you are because I think we sometimes compartmentalize um having a successful life or having a happy life and then we miss out on being available and being present in the other areas mm-hmm. um, I wanted to know um just in our last couple of minutes what would a typical day 
for you, a tip, just a typical day for you taking care of you? Because you mentioned like, I take care of my mind, I take care of my body, I take care of how I'm eating. What is a typical day from like sunup to sundown look like for you? Um, so I am a morning person, so I can be up six o'clock, five thirty, and not have any issues. Specifically, I'll, I'll get up and have my devotional time, um, journaling, my prayer time, and shortly thereafter, I will work out. If I find that if I don't do it in the morning, I may not do it, um, and. I'll make sure that if I don't do it immediately, that if I at least have on my workout clothes, that I know that, okay, I keep seeing myself in these clothes. I've got to work out, take some time. Um, And then usually um, if my husband's not up, I will come back to the bedroom and we just have our time of prayer. We have prayer together every morning. We just sit and pray. It's not a long period of time, but we just make sure that we connect. It's important that we find ways to connect, and it's usually through prayer, and sometimes in the evenings we'll do a devotional. But so after our prayer time, then I'm still working. I telework, and so if I have meetings, I'm off to my day, um, on Zoom calls, I'm, um, you know, doing whatever I need to do. And then in my downtime, I'm, I'm blogging. You know, I'm setting up my cameras, my lights, I'm taking pictures in the house, I'm trying to <laughs> figure out ways how to be creative. And then as the day winds down, I'm obviously drinking water, eating throughout the day. Um, I'm really good, especially in the morning, about having my oatmeal and my boiled eggs. I mean, I'm just really consistent. Once I fall into a routine, I pretty much follow it. And then after that, I'm just, you know, we'll get through the day. And then in the evening around 5.30, 6 o'clock every night, we cook dinner together, my husband and I. That's a ritual. We cook together. That's our time. Um, together, and then I wind up my evening of just kind of relaxing. Sometimes we go our separate ways. We may watch a movie or, you know, I may be up there, you know, on Instagram or whatever, but that's just my downtime. But I just, I like making sure that, first and foremost, that I'm drinking my water throughout the day. That is key for me. Um, And then that I have my prayer time and my journaling. Once I do that, I'm pretty good. My day is set. I'll do my workout. If I don't work out, then I'll go for a long extended walk and then everything else kind of just falls in place. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, just the practical, like what you've just mentioned, it's not a list that's like unattainable to the average person. There was Mm -hmm. nothing that meant, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday um, in my goal planner. There's one section that says, Um, in order for you to achieve this goal, what do you need? And there were like multiple things to choose from. And Mm -hmm. out of everything that was in that list, there weren't any things that I could say, if I just had that, I could achieve this goal. And it was a reality check of Mm -hmm. everything that I needed, I already have. And what you just listed of like your routine it wasn't like you said, and then my chef comes over and makes all of my meals. <laughs> and then my shopper uh-huh. called and she asked for my grocery list. You didn't list any of that. These were no. like practical, like the person that's listening could literally close out this podcast and start this like yeah. right now, whether it was, okay, I'm going to turn off the podcast and I'm going to start journaling. 
I'm going to turn on the podcast and go get some water. I'm going to turn off the podcast and go talk to my husband because I'm convicted. I'm like, I should go talk to my husband when this is over. (laughs) I think I've talked to him all of two minutes today and some of it was through texting, right? These are just practical, like super practical tools that Mm -hmm. I am grateful to hear just from a, just from a matter of fact, like, cause there's an assumption on social media that like, well, I bet if I had her life, oh gosh, then I would be midlife sassy too. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You just put it out there. Like, listen, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Even, even for the woman that says, man, I wish I could start a blog, like just the way you said, and then I just start setting up and taking pictures around the house. Like your camera crew didn't show up. Mm -mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like these are practical tools that I really believe that 2020, 2020 opened us up to realize like there's an opportunity to reinvent ourselves. Mm -hmm. Huge Mm -hmm. Because whether it was like myself, where I found myself now in a new life stage, mm-hmm. and now I get to say like, okay, who do I want to be? Or, you know, for so many, the career that was there was an identity could have gone away. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to my best friend from college and she and I were, we both work in industries that we kind of joked and we were like, when the world opens back up for real, we are going to be in high demand. And she was like, what are we going to do about that right now? (laughs) (laughs) And she's an event planner and I'm in fitness and we're both looking like COVID, we need you to go away because the world needs us, right? So we've been been talking like, okay, what do we need to be doing right now so that we are ready when the floodgates open? And that's like everything that you've shared are just practical things that like, I honestly feel like could shed years off of us Mm. years from the stress years from the pain Mm. even like I mentioned my sister and we've watched her we lost my nephew in a a tragic car accident back in 2014 and that could have aged her a hundred years easily Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like I watch the joy in her face and like the way she has embraced her other children and okay. has been there for them. Wow. And watching her from a distance, like mm-hmm. what's true for me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like that those words, what you kept what you said of how true is this for me? Mm-hmm. I'll back the tears. I'll swallow the bucket and I'm like, what's true for me? What's true for me? What's- <laughs> Because I am an advocate of like freedom living. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard someone say today, um, like there's a song that we that is popular in, in a lot of churches of I'm no longer a slave to fear. Mm. And that we sing the song, but some of us are still living shackled to our own fears and we haven't stepped yeah. out into our, if you want to call it calling or purpose, and the only thing that's stopping us is us. Is us. Yep. Yep. And so it's, true. I, I'm telling you, like, when the world opens, I'm going to need you to be ready because I need you to be on a stage to help me <laughs> promote this <laughs> message. Because I am like, 
I don't want people to, I don't want women to grab a hold of this lie that, well, I'm a certain age, so like, why bother, right? Um, and mm-hmm. you mentioned that of just like, why not me? Why not me? Absolutely. I really think I'm going to title this episode, Why Not Me? Because not me. <laughs> why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? And so if I- you take the time to really just, you know, first you got to exhale, let out all those fears. Breathe in confidence, you know, breathe in just, I can do this and let go of all the fears and just relax. You know, I believe we, we all can do whatever our heart's desire is. You know, why not me? Um, you know, as I said, I'm an introvert, but midlife sassy has kind of put me in a position where I have to talk. I have to communicate. I have to share my story, the vision to keep this movement going. And I'm just so grateful. You know, I, I'm just grateful to God that he's placed it in my heart because it's given me an opportunity to step outside of my comfort zone. And I just can't imagine not doing it. And so you talk about being on the stage, you know, I have thoughts of one day doing a TED talk. Like I have all these dreams and aspirations now that I, five years ago, I would have said, no way. So, you know, again, it's just letting go of that fear, saying, why not me? And I could not just like, just learning you through social media and your website and talking to you even today, I cannot imagine this not being you. Mm. I can't even like, which is such a gift. And I firmly believe that like, maybe this is who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this Michelle was hiding inside the shell of the other version of yourself, right? Yeah. Like, yeah which is such a gift to the rest of us. Cause I'm like, yay, whatever happened that broke the shell. Like now we get this side of you. <laughs> and I'm sure that in those other seasons, other like people were blessed by who you were then. So there's no mm-hmm. regret, no apology. Right. I don't believe mm-hmm. in, I don't believe in living in regrets because things happen when they need to happen when they happened. Um, or we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Right. Yep. Um, you mentioned something and, I, and then we're going to wrap with this, um, of the inhale and the exhale. And whenever I'm teaching classes or even posting on Instagram, I love to use that simple prayer of inhale this, exhale that. What would you want women to walk away with it in the space of what everything we've talked about? Mm-hmm. What would the inhale be and what would the exhale be? The inhale would be to trust yourself, believe in yourself, know that you are worthy. And the exhale would be release those fears, release the anxiety, release the doubt, the self-doubt. So I have written on my paper inhale, trust yourself, exhale, release the fear, inhale, Mm -hmm. believe in yourself, exhale, release the doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it because those simple, like in, in the practice of, I teach a mat based class. That's a combination of Pilates and yoga. And for the people Mm -hmm. who are like, Whoa, yoga, scary. I'm like, listen, (laughs) 
you have a body and there's a mat and we're going to move it and we're going to mm-hmm. learn how to use our breath to our benefit. And so okay. one of the things that we practice on is breathing. And like today we, we did this same breath prayer of our inhale was in the vein of like, I have a choice. And the exhale is I am able to make a choice. Mm. Inhale, I have a choice. Exhale, mm-hmm. I'm able to make a choice. Yeah, I love that. They like, get that. us unstuck, right? Of like recognizing that I am only able to move because I have breath in my body. Mm-hmm. If I don't embrace that. I'm holding my breath, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, Michelle, I am grateful that you said yes to just spending some time with us today. I'm also selfishly grateful that you're in Atlanta because I'm in Marietta and that means that we might actually get to see each other in person. Yes, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. It actually thing together when the world does open back up. Yeah. But in the meantime, um, I don't, I honestly don't believe this is the last conversation that you and I will get to have or that this is the last time they'll hear your voice in this space. Um, y'all, if you want to get connected with her, you can find her on Instagram at midlife sassy. And then your website is midlifesassy.com, correct? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Y'all go check her out. Um, you will be thoroughly blessed, um, by her transparency, by the fact that she is just as approachable online as she's been here. Um, because y'all know there's a way that people paint a picture in social media spaces that you're like, I wonder mm-hmm. if they're really like that in person. Well, <laughs> you just got the in-person person. Um, you'll, catch, you'll catch it that her voice that you just heard is the same voice that she speaks with online. Um, if it wasn't true, I would not have brought her into this space. Y'all can know <laughs> that. Um, and again, like I, I told you, after every episode, our prayer is that whatever we've shared helps that you um, helps you to adjust your focus um, to not feel shame or blame or, or um, regret over how you've been thinking or just habits that you may have picked up maybe maybe by default um, but that our conversation helps you to just readjust what you were thinking about the path that you were walking um, how you do things and maybe you pick up one of the habits that she talked about today. Um, and I pray that you'll come back and join us on the next episode um, or whatever space we meet you in. I pray that God blesses you and that he keeps you and that his face would shine upon you. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you again, Michelle. And I look forward to the next conversation that we get to have together. Absolutely. Thank you. This is Amia Freeman, and you are listening to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. This is your moment of mindfulness. Today, I will be reading from Psalm 103 in the New Living Translation, a Psalm of David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death 
and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you army of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord.